welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a Clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method. I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Today, we have a special guest, Michelle Molitor. She is an executive coach, an author, and a hypnotherapist. She's a very interesting person. She's a founder and CEO of Nectar Consulting as well. And uh, people call her the mind detective, which is really, really kind of a fun thing to dig into. She helps you remove the imposter syndrome, anxiety, overwhelm, all those things from your life that kind of stress you out and amplify your confidence so that you have better productivity, that you have more satisfaction in your life and business. So welcome, Michelle. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Eugenie. I'm delighted to be here with you. Oh, this is awesome. So let's start our conversation today by um, kind of explaining a little bit what is this mind detective concept? Like, what is it that you detect in people? What's your superpower? I love that. Actually, one of my clients dubbed me the mind detective because (laughs) my superpower is working both at a conscious and a subconscious level with my clients. So coaching works at that conscious level, that 10% of our brain, right? And hypnotherapy works at the subconscious level, which is 90% of your brain. So everything that's ever happened to us is neatly stored in your subconscious mind. That includes all the traumas, all the, um, things in your life that left a mark, right? That then have us start believing false truths about ourselves. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. Who am I to step into the light to be my biggest, brightest, most authentic self? So my work is all about um, helping people get at the root causes of the limiting beliefs that are often held in their cellular structure, deep in their subconscious mind, and literally rewriting it and rewiring the neural pathways in their brain with new habits, thoughts, beliefs, and habits that move them forward, often making quantum leaps in their lives, not only professionally, but personally with their health and their well-being as well. So it's really fascinating. And being a mind detective is all about connecting the dots of a person's life because I'm super intuitive like you, and I'm able to sense into and see 
where those threads are coming from, whether it's from this life or a past life or whatever, so that we can release them and let them go and then put new belief structures into place. And this sounds totally awesome and absolutely needed in the world right now, because I think most people don't even realize how much uh, whatever they think is kind of normalized to them through the conditioning and imprinting that they have lived through. So I'm sure that you find that a lot, right? When the story kind of goes like, well, this is how it is, or, well, this is what I can do. Uh, Well, this is what I cannot do. And because of blah, blah, blah. When in reality, this is actually not even their imprint. Absolutely. Um, There's a whole science around um, emotional inheritance, right? What are the, what are the traits the peculiarities, the quirks, the perspectives that we adopted from our family of origin that literally have been passed down from one generation to the next. So if you think about um, any particular traumas that your mother went through, that your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your great-great-grandmother, right? And how that impacted their body, their mind, their spirit, all of those things carry forward. And so oftentimes we're combating ghosts and we don't even, we don't know how to get at them. I refer to it as the unscratchable itch, right? There's that, I can't quite, I know it's there, but I can't figure out where to go to get it, to get it to leave. So that's really my superpower is helping people get at those places within themselves that they don't have access to through their conscious critical thinking mind. Mm-hmm. So if we look at um, in a practical sense, let's say somebody is an entrepreneur, a coach, she's out there in the world, she's expanding, she's posting content on social media, she's doing presentations, and she's running into this invisible wall. So yep. what would be from like in your practice, what is the most common sort of invisible wall that people run into? And what would you advise? Oh, that's a great example or great question. So let me give you a a fun example around that. I had a a client who was just that, that came to me. She was a coach. She'd been a coach for many years. And she's like, Michelle, I, every time I get to this next level in my income, I hit a wall. I somehow self-sabotage my income drops. Oh, and then I get this terrible case of IBS, inflammatory bowel syndrome. I was like, huh? Well, let's look at that, shall we? She's like, yes, please, right? And so through this work together, we were able to get at the root causes of it. It was a deeply held fear that actually went back many generations, a fear of having too much power. Mm. And so we shifted those beliefs at a deeper subconscious level, rewrote those new neural pathways, and within less than 30 days, actually, she... Um, her she had some really important meetings that she wouldn't have had previously because of these blocks and her business really started to excel. And when I reached back to her about a month later, month or two later, I'm like, how are you doing? And she's like, what did we work on? Like it literally had disappeared her mind. And the really amazing thing was the 15 years of chronic IBS that she had been dealing with stopped. It was done. She's like, yeah, I haven't had any any IBS whatsoever. And so it's amazing how much our body controls simply by fear, right? Um, you know, our amygdala, our fight, flight, or freeze mechanism in our brain, I like to call her Amy. 
Amy's your happy little amygdala lady who lives in the back of your brain, right? And Amy just loves you. Seems to be happy though. <laughs> no, she's never really happy, but she loves you and she wants to keep you safe, right? That's her sole purpose in life. And so anytime in our current reality, we come up against anything that remotely looks like that scary, that painful, that challenging issue in a different part of our life. Amy's like, oh, no, no, no. I don't think so. That's too close to that. So oop, let's steer clear of that. And you will unconsciously sabotage yourself and move in a different direction, right? So this process is all about giving Amy new marching orders, giving her new instructions. So just like how often do we update our phones, right? Like once a year. So this is a way of literally updating your mental uh, mind maps and your wiring of how you move through the world safely so that you can show up more fully for yourself with greater peace of mind and calm your nervous system so your health and well-being um, rises as well. Well, yeah, and from what you were saying too, like if I extrapolate further, the reticular activating system with the recognition of what we know as normal. This is one of the things that like with my clients shows up a lot is whatever they saw as normal in their world ceases to be normal after doing the work because then they kind of like upgraded themselves and let go of the old recognition through the reticular activating system and amygdala trauma response is very much wired into that would you say absolutely you're spot on with that right because your brain loves what's familiar mm -hmm. and so if you're familiar was growing up in a traumatic household where people were yelling all the time then you will unconsciously seek out people who yell at you because that's what feels normal. And so it's about rewiring that, that thinking and those pathways in your brain. And as you do that, the old pathways of what used to be normal, the synaptic connections fall apart. And when you build new synaptic connections that say, oh, we can be chaos free. We don't have to have those chaotic episodes in our life. And, and so it's really powerful to watch people transform when they literally do the rewiring process. Yeah. And would you say that self-doubt is linked to a lot of those outdated pathways? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, having been through my own traumatic experiences, I got bullied out of my corporate job, right? And I, it created a massive case of imposter syndrome for me. And in the process of studying that and trying to figure out how to reclaim my own confidence, what I found was the underbelly of all of that was self-doubt. And I've actually identified five different archetypes of self-doubt um, that get in our way. I liked, I liken them to the, um, they're like the, the five love languages of self-doubt. <laughs> <laughs> we typically have one or two that we lead with more often than not, um, but there's one that really drives our behaviors, um, and that's the one that you know we start to look at and, and rework and repurpose so that you can stand more fully in your confidence um, with greater ease and grace. So what would be the five uh, types, like without going too far into it, just so like a map? So we can see. Yeah, sure. So there's the procrastinating perfectionist. 
These are our folks who overwork something until they get it perfect, right? Before they can put anything out there in the world for fear of being judged. There's the shapeshifter. And these are our friends who are masterful at juggling multiple roles and are um, super people pleasers and overgivers because it's a trauma response, oftentimes to a narcissistic caregiver. Um, there's the reluctant resistor. These are our friends who are too afraid of being seen or judged or rejected. Um, so they really don't want to take on new challenges for fear of failure, which is really massive for them. Um, then there's the anxious avoider. And these are our friends who are so scared of being rejected for not knowing enough, for not having all the answers that they never ask for help. So they do it all by themselves because then they can't be rejected, right? This is my own personal favorite for many years. I think that would be my personal favorite too. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one is the fearful follower. And these are folks who are just don't trust their own instincts despite their years of um, expertise or accolades, right? So they're always following in the shadow of someone else's because they're too afraid to to trust their own gut. Yeah, and it's interesting how this applies to business too, because I can totally see like the people pleaser doing a specific role in her business that's actually not serving her or the last one, the one that follows somebody will try to get a business partner instead of doing it themselves and then actually, you know, not shine in full capacity or something like that. Would you say that that's, mm, you can kind of trace that into the business itself, like what that shows up as? Because obviously, I mean, we're talking about not people who like don't know what they're doing. They're successful to some degree, their business is running and stuff is happening. So I just want to kind of normalize that for the audience is that you can have those issues when you're just starting your business, when you're at 100,000, when you're at half a million, where you're like at eight figures, you can still have some of those issues because every level has its own um, new sort of something, the layer inside yourself. Yes. That you hit. Mm -hmm. There's always a new challenge that's going to present itself. And we all have self-doubt, right? It's just natural. It's hardwired into us. When it becomes debilitating, when it becomes imposter syndrome, it's it's constantly churning in the background and spinning you out and keeping you from truly standing in your own value and worth and not recognizing your own expertise, um, despite all the accolades that you might have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And imposter syndrome is more like where somebody actually is stopped versus where they noticing some issue and they still able to, you know, move through that to some degree, right? So imposter yeah. syndrome kind of feels like you're hitting a wall that's like, wow, I need help at this point. So Absolutely. how can somebody recognize that? Because most people think of imposter syndrome in a little bit flatter way than what you just brought up, which was magnificent. Uh, most people kind of think of it like, oh, that means I'm not good enough or who am I too? And like, that's kind of where it is. Right. I'm just a fraud. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, but it's it, it's that, but so much deeper because mm -hmm. it's it's a persistent fear that's constantly chittering in your brain. Well, I don't. Who are you? What do you think you're doing? Right? I don't know that you know enough. It's all those the the chorus of voices in our mind's eye that's holding us back and preventing us from really shining authentically and stepping fully into our talents and expertise. So um, if you take the procrastinating perfectionist, for example, 
this is when perfectionism becomes toxic. When you're like, no, I have to, it has to be just so. And you go way above and beyond to get it perfect, even though there's really no such thing as perfect, right? There's, I, I like to think we're all perfectly imperfect. I'm actually um, in the middle of co-authoring a new book um, called I Am Perfectly Flossom, How Embracing Imperfection Makes Us Better. And in the, in the book we're talking about and giving many examples about how so many people are dealing with this, right? But there's a difference between perfectionism and striving for excellence, right? One is giving it your best. The other is it's over the top where it's causing strife in your body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. And that's an interesting point too. Like in my world, I kind of look at it that if you're striving for something, you're not being it because you essentially automatically putting in the distance in there. So I would kind of look at it more like, is there a possibility where you are already the type of a person who already is at that place? If you are great, can you be her? And if you can be her even 80%, that's good enough. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like there's never going to be a hundred. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I so think nature is... is perfect, but that's a whole nother conversation, right? Well, and actually from at least my experience, I'm sure it is from yours that entrepreneurship, the imperfections are what attracting the people, right? The more yes. you stand out as being kind of different and somehow not this, whatever the cookie cutter cookie version, cutter. the more yep. you actually become known and um, have a better flow in your business, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We all have our own unique gifts that make us, that put us in our own lane, right? There's a lot of hypno, hypnotherapists out of there. And there's a much smaller subset of hypnotherapists who are actually coaches as well, mm -hmm. right? And even in that, and there's subsets within that, right? Of people have different lanes of what they do, just like there's so many different varieties of coaches now. Um, you know, I've been coaching for a long time. I started back in 2000. So dating myself a little bit, but that's all right. But, you know, it's come a long way as a profession and all the different variations and nuances of it and how it can be helpful for so many people. Yeah. So what would you say is the most important internal skill for a coach to have? And I mean, you're speaking to coaches here in the audience as in like what need to be like for them, the most important sort of the axle you can say to hold on to, because I think a lot of times people think, oh, it's my knowledge. Like I know what I'm doing. And it's kind of like, that's not to me the best uh, internal alignment or that, you know, I got the certification. Like I got things to prove that I'm legit. I got the something. letters after my name. Right, now. Exactly. Yes. Like that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, who cares? But they, they think that that's it. So what would you say should be the central axle from your years of wisdom here and doing this work? <laughs> well, and it, it took me a while to figure this out. Right. But what I found is that coming back into yourself and simply knowing that you are enough, right? You are perfectly imperfect just as you are. And there's always going to be more to learn. There's always going to be someone who's a little smarter, a little faster, a little pretty taller, whatever, whatever. And there's always going to be someone, you know, who's not quite there yet. 
And so the more we learn, the more we can extend a hand back to pull up the next person behind us. And we, we can reach forward and have somebody help us move to the next level as well. But it starts with knowing at a deeper level that you are simply enough. You always have been and you always will be. Yeah, and this is something that sounds like this very kind of a simple, easy truth, right? And I think most people would agree. But internally, I think a lot of times we run into this dichotomy where the part of us kind of goes with yes, and the other one goes, but, and then the lower self <laughs> fills the blank. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, but no. What are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not right. There's mm-hmm. always that. Our conscious mind, well, of course I'm enough course I am. But then that other 90% of your brain is like, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Who are you talking to? Right? Like, no. And then here's a whole laundry list of reasons why you're not that. Yeah. And I think it's very important what, like going back to what you said earlier is to track where this uh, fill the blank statements of the lower self come from so that you are not taking them as truth. Like in my world, I always tell people like, you can hear what this part of you is saying, but do you want to follow its advice or not? That's actually where the choice comes in. Everybody has this lower voice. I mean, I'm sure you do too at this point. And I still do after 25 years of business. It's like we all do, but what do we do about it? I think that's what determines a different level of success. So would you say like for somebody to be truly successful. And we don't just mean more money. We mean like in their business that their life is congruent and they have space for themselves and like all that, like the good feminine way of success. If they are at that place that they would have had to make different choices about that inner voice. Yes, absolutely. I, I always tell folks who's driving your bus. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it those inner voices of negativity, of self doubt, of fear, of your child mind, of your critical parent mind, of your negative ego mind? Or is it your higher self, your authentic self that's driving your bus more often than not? And as you said, that's a choice, right? And you have to notice what is the dialogue that you're having with yourself in any given moment on any given day. And if it's not empowering you, then thank you for sharing, Amy, right? Now, let me make a different choice that feels better so that I can move forward in a good way that empowers me and is aligned with my true self. So what advice can you give somebody who's in this situation who, let's say, Um, she understands what you said. Let's say she's generally successful in her business, but she runs into this voice that tells her, who who are you to speak at this conference or who who are you to put this price tag on your offer, let's say. And she knows she should make a different choice, like not listen to that voice. But the usual question here, but how do I do that? Which, you know, there is many different ways how, but like, what would be your answer here? Sure, well, First and foremost is getting present to that voice, right? Oh, I see you. I hear you. Thank you for sharing, right? And then noticing where that sensation lives in your body, right? Is it in your chest? Is it in your gut? Is it in your head? Is it in your left finger, right? And noticing the sensation and recognizing it's just energy. And when you can notice it, then you can start to watch it and have it dissipate out of your body, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. One, of the, 
one of my favorite things to share is when you look fear in the eye, then it turns into the nothingness that it actually is. Mm-hmm. Right. So just by allowing yourself to see the fear, to recognize the fear, to notice where it is telling you in it in your body, like where it's poking you, then you can make it smaller and smaller and smaller until it becomes mm-hmm. the nothingness that it actually is. And then from there you can step into making a new choice. Yeah. And I like how you said at the beginning that acknowledgement, I think that self-compassion and acknowledgement is very necessary because a lot of times people skip that step. They just go like, no, I'm not listening to you. And then they end up with this internal fight that kind of doesn't lead anywhere. All that does backfire the process. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Well, this is very interesting, and I very much like the um, transformation that somebody gets by understanding the root of the voices that they are hearing so that they can step out of that anxiety and overwhelm and stress and whatever it is that's spinning them around, including imposter syndrome and worry and self-doubt, into mm, more internal confidence and success. So what would be your sort of definition then of this inner state of satisfaction and success? So for me, what I found is it's that that restful place of peace of mind where you can wake up and be excited about your day and feel the spaciousness of that, no no matter how busy your schedule is, but feel the spaciousness of the opportunity that you have to be of service in a good way, to Mm -hmm. share your light, your gifts, your talents, your expertise in a way that fills your heart and fills your cup. Oh, this sounds so good. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so good. So this is the podcast that's called Conscious Coaches on the Mission. So how would you identify your mission? Why are you here on Earth? Ah, so it took me a hot minute, I'll be honest, to really get at the heart of my true mission, Eugenia. And what I've finally come to is that I'm here to help create greater acceptance, belonging, and connection with greater dignity. Mm-hmm. One individual at a time, one organization at a time, because I found that's what we all want. We want to have that feeling of acceptance and belonging. We want to feel connected. The pandemic amplified that, right? And doing that with a from a place of dignity i see you i respect you i value you imagine what this world would be like if everybody was able to feel that way yeah oh, absolutely this is totally awesome mission <laughs> i think this is exactly what the world needs i mean the concept of um everybody respecting each other in their own uniqueness while at the same time having their own um heart full this is yeah <laughs> this thank you for doing this <laughs> for the planet no, and for thank humanity you. this lifetime yeah well michelle you have a free gift for us that the audience can utilize and learn even more about what we were talking about so would you like to talk a little bit about that 
Yes, I'd love to share this with folks. I have a, a free ebook that I'm happy to share with everyone called Do You Have Imposter Syndrome? Six Triggers That Are Crushing Your Confidence. And it's full of insights and wisdom and tools that you can immediately put to use. It outlines in greater detail the five self-doubt archetypes we talked about um, and gives you some different ways to help you start overcoming that altogether. Awesome. This is a great gift and it goes perfectly with what we were talking about. And I'm sure everybody would be curious to find out what their version of that might be <laughs> and what yes. could be done about it. Yeah. So thank you so much, Michelle, for being here and sharing your wisdom. So this is Michelle Molitor and um, you can find her on michellemolitor.com. Is there any other way that they can find you um, online that you would like them to check you out? Sure. You can always find me on LinkedIn and Facebook under Michelle Molitor or Rapid Rewire on Instagram. So awesome. Yes. And all the links are in uh, description. So you can go check them out and um, see whatever that uh, might uh, interest you because there were so many interesting components and bits of wisdom that we uh, touched on today. So thank you so much, Michelle. Oh, thank you, Eugenia. So joyful to be here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast. Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on a social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on a social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, transcensiongate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using Wealth Energetics and Soul Design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.